0: Welcome to the Cool Fireman Podcast, a virtual firehouse kitchen table with whats a Fireman 1231, JDB Cubed, and Fireman Freddy. Let's get to the show.
1: Welcome back to the Cool Fireman Podcast. And this week we're going to be talking about legislation stuff. Um, we talked about it last week, uh, types of legislation issues that we have, uh, the fire department, everything revolves around legislation. A lot of people don't know that from volunteering to the city pay guys, to the federal guys, to even some of the retirees. All this stuff affects them and everybody needs to be involved in it. Uh, Because I know me and Freddie, we've done stuff with the International Association of Firefighters as officers. So we've been involved with legislation and other things. So I just want to kind of run down what some good topics this past week. Well, this week the IFF has taken stormed the Capitol this week to lobby for.
2: <laughs> I see what you did there.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, that's what we used to say at the conference. We uh, we yeah. stormed the Capitol until you know a couple of years ago. Oh,
2: that's that's kind of hard. Hard
1: work. yeah. So they go up there, they make meetings with the representatives on the Congress and Senator side. And we think IFF gives a book out with uh, all the current legislations that's pending. and uh, You go out there and you just kind of lobby with your, with your representatives and get these bills passed through. i are just going to go to review them and chit chat about them. Sound good? Sounds great.
2: Sounds great. <laughs> Wonderful.
1: All right. So the first one in the book that they got is the legislation is called Honoring Our Fallen Heroes Act the honor act and it's pending and um being introduced and the key points are firefighters face significant cancer risks while serving the public as we were talking a couple episodes ago uh big thing is turnout gear has been recently classified by the epa as a hazardous substance the gear that we wear the federal government has called it hazardous substance um in 2022 Nearly 75% of firefighters' line of duty deaths were occupational cancer. So that's a lot. Um, so in this bill, they're gonna uh, they're asking for the public safety officers' benefits to be updated to include occupational cancer, which is humongous. That's a lot mm-hmm. of money on, uh, left on the table for your family if you pass away from occupational cancer. Um, they're pushing for occupational cancer to be recognized and pushing for Congress to support the families of all line of duty deaths. And there's a lot of key facts about it. So that's the first bill. Anybody got anything to say? So are they, are they looking today.
0: to, uh, are they looking to create some type of um, fund that, that the monies can be accessed from, or is it more of just putting pressure These look- on insurance companies
1: to, no, it's actually the federal government. Uh, it's been a long time since I got the the most updated number, it's like two hundred eighty thousand dollars. If you die line of duty death, your family gets that m- money. Okay. Then you then you also also uh, you also have state funds. Some of your states will pay you your family. Um, I know in Virginia, <laughs> line of duty death, any in state school, your kids are covered. Oh wow! So. Uh, there's a lot of benefits up there that's why people need to get involved in legislation because there's so many benefits out there and people are leaving money on the table for their families yeah so this is so this is the money that comes from the federal government then you also got state money uh i'm being federal firefighter i don't get the state money i just get just fire federal money just like y'all do um so this bill will take cancer and put it in there with structural collapse, heart attack on a scene, or 24 hours after a scene. And a lot of people don't know with the line of duty death, you have tw- they have 24 hours to um, get your body to a medical examiner. A lot of people don't know that. After 24 hours, benefits go away. Uh-huh. and it's a big serious thing. I don't I don't know why there is 24 hours. I mean, I understand probably something you know, blood work or whatever like that. <clears throat> but like, for instance, the IFF has made wheelings and dealings with Congress and senators um to take bodies across state line, so they can get examined by the medical examiners, because uh, some medical examiners have been backed up for a whole week, and they're like, "Oh, we'll we'll have to get it to like later this week," and they're like, "No, you have, you have less than twenty four hours," and they go and get special permissions to move the body across state line, get it examined. So that's what that bill is all part about is it is your public safety officer benefits okay. to make cancer a part of that group
3: Dude Anki this when you first said that you wanted to do legislation as a topic I was like, okay, you know, cool. Like, I, I mean, I get it. And I've been in the fire service for, I don't know, 15, 20 years, whatever. And, and, I, and I briefly heard, you know, this is what goes on, dude. I've never been an association um, guy. You know, I haven't been on the the board. I help out in other ways in the, you know, in my department. Um, and I know it is really important, but dude, just sitting here and now just listening to that first, you guys just talk for the first what, five, 10 minutes I feel like I get to be the guy that's on the other side, you know, in the brown chair watching our podcast going, man, like that, that's some interesting stuff. And I'm not just saying that because, you know, I'm trying to tout you guys or our podcast or anything, but like this, this is serious Mm -hmm. stuff. And, And I've always known that it's serious stuff, but I mean, just listening to you guys talk about it it kind of brings it all full circle for me, at least, you know, we have little things that I know about in our city um, that have given us money into the fire department and for public service um, or for public safety rather. Um, And so kudos on, you on bringing this up and this is, this is good stuff. I'm looking forward to hearing what you have to say next.
1: All right, well, we'll I'll break it down and uh, Freddie will help me out with this. Um, One, your vice president, of your former vice president of your area in California is the general secretary treasurer right now, Frank Lima. And he's done a lot of great work with the federal guys. Um, so we'll, I'll break, me and Freddie will kind of break it down. Um, hey, there's hey, um, go ahead.
2: hey, why don't you, Freddie, give a quick background of, of where you stand with your unions and, or you get ready to lead into that, of, of the your background with union work.
0: Okay, Freddie, you go ahead. So um, I... Uh, two two years into my first department, I was uh, I ran for and was elected secretary treasurer uh of our local, served that position for uh two years. And then uh we had our second child and things were crazy at home. So I I uh took I think I took like one or two rounds off. Uh then I was elected uh president of our local and I was president for six years uh which you know you then be you then become like the uh the face of that local uh lots of phone calls talking with uh your uh other local departments that are around you talking with the state talking with uh regional vice president somebody who covers five or six states for the iaff um so you end up in a lot of um Meetings with the city, you end up in a lot of meetings, uh, with other locals trying to figure out how you can be, become a two or three headed monster to, to address issues. Um, I, I enjoy, uh, greatly the, the union side of it, uh, currently, um, on this department, uh, that I'm on now, I, I don't hold any, uh, union title and, and that's okay. Um. I have been uh, asked by some of the e-board members uh, that are on this department. You know, hey, we got this going on. What do you think? Kind of just almost as a, um, a trustee, a, a trustee or advisory role type thing. Like, hey, I, sounds like you might have been through this before. What do you think? And mm-hmm. and and I enjoy that part um, of my of my union uh, career right now. Uh, there's nothing that says that I won't uh, eventually get back into it, but but right now I kind of like kind of like where I'm at. I'm able to kind of do a little bit more in in a bunch of areas than than having to focus on one specific thing. How about you, Unk?
1: I I served. I started off in 2010 as a second assistant secretary treasurer of my local, and then eventually he stepped up to be president. I took over as secretary treasurer. I served until. April of last year as the secretary treasurer and uh, been really involved mm-hmm. in it. Uh, went to the conferences, legislation, convention, all that stuff. Um, try not to make this, because I want to make sure our podcast goes, be able to talk to volunteers. Make sure that this, that this
0: goes probably to volunteer, paid on call, full time. We want to cover a, a broad range without, I'm sure, getting too into the weeds about picking political sides and what have you. We're yeah. trying to talk about legislative legislative issues that specifically deal with the fire department and what affects us now and more importantly what affects us in the future, which is the bill that you had just brought up.
1: Yeah. So uh um, so I'm not gonna take a like big pro-union stance, um, but I have a large background in that. Um so I mean, does that answer your question, Doug?
2: Yeah, I just about 13 years be, in it. Yeah, before we got too deep into it, I wanted you and Freddie to kind of explain where you guys were coming from. As, okay. as obviously at, at one point, you know, we're pro union guys because we're union members, but, but to drive home the point of, you know, why you, you care so much about it and, and kind of drive home the emphasis of if this touches anybody, look, talk to your local if you're in a local, if you're not in a local, if you're in a volunteer agency or paid. On call agency or whatever talk to somebody to hey look wait, let me let me start getting some answers as to what's actually available for me and i just kind of want to drive home where this was coming from
1: yeah um even the volunteers they can look into their state association um looking for their like virginia's virginia professional firefighters um it's not it's kind of iff but they push state issues local issues with the local governor and their local Senate. So you get with them, they'll tell you the bills because they need that vote. They need you to go out there and vote for this bill. And a lot of, even though they're unionized and volunteers aren't union, those bills that go through are going to affect the volunteers, be it truck buying, staffing requirements, any kind of funding um, or like line of duty deaths. So it affects everybody. Um, I want to say that Remind everybody, prime example, you city guys, you work for city council, right? That's who your bosses are, c- city council. But again, remember, you're their boss. You put them in the office, all right? So it's it's, it's a well-balanced. So you have to work with your city council. You got to work with your state legislative people. And of course, even at the federal level. In my situation, we only deal with the federal level because they are our bosses and we have committees that we um, answer to in the military. So that's, to me, that's the biggest thing. So everybody's got to be involved, show your face, talk to them, get them on your side, especially when they're coming mm-hmm. up for reelection, And they take a stance against just anything, your beliefs, your personal beliefs, or your job. They take a stand against you. You got to get out there and get the voice out there and tell them, we don't want you anymore. They're bad for business.
0: Mm-hmm. So.
1: Anything you got to add on that, Fred? No. Okay. sounds good. So there's all kinds of bills that affect anybody and everybody. Um, Turnout gear. We're talking about We just talked about the cancer bill, the cancer episode. Turnout gear. What we wear is a big issue. So even at the federal level, there is another bill going out. It's PFAS Alternative Act. And it's pending being introduced. It goes to a committee. Uh, we'll say, like, Rep- Representative Matt has written this bill, and he sends it to the committee. And then the committee, as soon as it gets enough people to sign, co- uh, co-sponsor it, so that means Freddie signs on, I sign on, Doug sign on. All right, it's, ha- it's hit the limit of the bare minimum limit. Now we're going to read it in front of the committee. And the committee's going to go through it, change anything they need to change, probably, you know, Yes, we'll give them new turnout gear, but they got to build me a new bridge in my local town. They do stuff like that. It's called, uh, what's it, Christmas tree order ornamenting? Christmas treeing. Yeah. They add little weird stuff. They sneak stuff in there to get my vote. You got to buy my town a bridge. Mm-hmm. It has nothing to do with turnout gear.
3: Quid Pro. So, quo.
1: Yeah. Yes. Squid Good Pro much. Row. It's, it's politics, and it's uh, it's rough. So, turnout gear is a big issue. Um, so, once it goes through the council and it gets approved by the committee, then they'll read it on the floor in front of all of Congress. And then Congress will vote on it. They'll go to the Senate and back and forth. So, let's roll the PFAS Alternative Act, it's one that's going out there. Uh, cancer continues to be a big uh, threat to firefighters. Turnout gear contains PFAS chemicals and Fails to protect firefighters from carcinogens. Research is needed needed to develop the next generation of turnout gear. And any research on turnout gear must be led by firefighters. So those are like the key points of that of that bill. And if you like these bills, you need to call your representatives, your Congress representatives, and your uh, state senate, your senators. You call them. You tell them who you are. They'll take a little information down. Make sure you're a voter. Them, and they'll pass it on to the their next level person. See if they're interested in that bill. And firefighters, who doesn't want to help public safety people? It's a big win, right? You know, of course, especially because, especially with firefighters, everybody wants to put their arm around a firefighter. You know, we have very little to no bad PR
3: until they want to pay for it.
1: Yeah, exactly. Everything if it costs money. At any level, city, state, or federal, it's going to be hard to push. But it's going yeah, to cost money.
0: There's always photo ops at fire departments. Yep. Usually they happen in, you know, August, October, September. And, and you, typically happen in December, January, February, because the election is
1: over. Yep. Yeah. The other one, uh, another one they got is a health insurance for early retirees. It's the Healthcare for Heroes Act. It's pending introduction. And key points are firefighters generally retire earlier than other workers, leaving many with gaps in assessing quality health insurance. Finding quality health insurance on the open market can be difficult and expensive. And the tax base approaches uh, can assist early retirees. It's just basically... Um, Because we have a limit. Do you all have an age limit in your department where you have to go if you're an operational person on the floor? Not for us. Do you work till you're
0: 70, Matt?
3: No. Work is a, you know. No. (laughs) Yeah, you can.
0: Yeah. Interesting. But, I
3: mean, as you guys have seen, uh, probably in your departments, the guys that get up there in age, even, you know, our job at 50, 55, 60 years old you're typically going to start going out on knees shoulders and at that point you know it's kind of like a hey let's get this ball a rolling you know what i mean and we've had those members that just couldn't either a give it up or you know it wasn't the right time for them even though they were that age um so what Unc, what you're talking about about this early um insurance for the retirees and stuff that's huge i mean i know a couple guys that just literally can't they can't uh retire because in this economy right now, you know, a thing of eggs is ten bucks, eight, ten bucks. Um, you know, gas is expensive and they got to pay twelve to fifteen hundred dollars a month for insurance just for themselves. You know, then mm-hmm. that doesn't even include their spouses if their spouses don't work. So I mean, lots of different variables here, but um yeah, it's very
0: important. Well, and this yeah. legislation is is super important, these legislative issues, even even just being active in your, your local politics. Because, uh, you know, when I was younger, when I was growing up, it was always, you'd get into the fire department, you wouldn't make a million dollars, but when you were done with your career, you had a pension and you had health care when you retired and you were set. And yeah. then economic times happen, downturns happen, what have you. And unfortunately... It seems very easy that when stuff has to get cut, stuff has to get trimmed. Uh, the 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 fat needs to get trimmed. Although it isn't, it wasn't fat to us. It was it was necessary things. But uh, fire department started losing pensions because they didn't want legacy costs. They want to know that when when I retire, the city is completely <laughs> off the books for me. They don't have another penny coming out of their coffers. So pensions got turned into 401ks. Uh, Retiree healthcare got turned into, uh, you know, HSAs uh, or, or RSA whatever retire retiree health savings accounts. So like right now in my city uh, I believe I get three and a half percent that I put in three and a half percent that the city puts in of my base salary or of my total compensation Uh, it gets put into an account and it, and it um uh it gets put against the market and what have you. So it rises and grows with the market. And then whenever I decide to retire, whenever I decide to walk out, they say, All right, here is this, here is this pool of money that that together we raised, we raised it together while you were working. Uh here it is. Now the problem being is people are gonna spend a majority. Of their healthcare money when they're older. So it is it is significantly easier for a community when you have when you hire young, healthy, fit people to say, Well, we'll give you this money now, we'll pay for your health insurance, or we'll give you a discount on your health insurance, whatever. Because it's not getting used a lot. <clears throat> then when you retire, when you start getting all of those health problems. You know, you have to have your your coronary bypasses, you have knee, shoulder, hip replacements, you have uh, hearing aids, you have orthotics, you have dentures, you have whatever, glasses, that money starts adding up. And that money that gets put into that pot can only be used for associated healthcare costs. You can't take that 80, 90, $100,000, whatever you're lucky enough to accumulate, and just be like, you know what, I think I'm going to buy a beach house because that money can't, you can't do anything with it. So, uh, you know, cities are, are are able to get out from underneath that. And, and, and it's, it's kind of, it's kind of a bummer because, you know, those benefits got taken away um, and then those benefits get taken away. And, and then, and then some cities who are maybe in financial hardships are, are like, Hey, we, we can't give you raises this, this year because. We're in financial hardship, so you're just going to have to make do. So, you know, kind of getting hit from 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 all flanks here. Um, and, and and I, and I want to preface this with. Um, I, I'm, I'm not poor. I make good money, but. I feel like when you give 25 years to a city. That maybe some retiree health care or something is is something that that should be able to be earned that's what and and that's yeah. strictly my especially opinion. a
1: job that just kills you I mean yeah. like your back your knees you know it breaks your body down you know even
0: if that retiree health care is is them buying a Part D plan for for Medicare because when you hit I believe it's 62 and a half uh you you're you're eligible for Medicare you can then buy a part D plan to supplement it or what have you I'm not looking for the Cadillac uh, health insurance, but you know, something to help.
1: So, yeah, retirement is always they always re, like you repackage it, rebrand it, and they sell it to you as like I sell you a Cadillac, and you go to pick it up. You're picking up a, you know, a, a Mazda.
2: Mm-hmm. structure.
1: Uh, yeah. So there's a other things. Metallic um, green. <laughs> a Fierro. There's, uh, you know, uh, I'll get it. There's a free speech for public safety officers. It's the public safety, the public safety, (laughs) the public safety free speech act is pending being introduction. And it's key points are first responders deserve the right to speak freely about their jobs. Firefighters and EMS personnel often are suspended or fired for exercising their rights. Congress must protect first responders' basic rights. Basic protection are needed in all 50 states. When it comes down to uh, why we need, why public safety needs protection of our uh, free speech, and there's acts out there like the Guardian Act, I know Freddie knows about, um, which is as a union officer, you can speak basically bad about your fire department and not get fired. And the reason why we need this, because we can't strike All public safety officers, we cannot strike. We have to go to work. Um, So we have to be able to go to the media, go out in public, um, of course, off duty and stuff like that, and let everybody know, look, we have this issue. We need your help with the votes, the pressure of the council, you know, to make this move. So that's one of the bills that's everybody needs help with, because there's so much other stuff goes on, and there's so much information in this thing. Uh, Which also then ties into firefighter and EMS collective bargaining rights. This is called Public Safety Employer Employee Cooperation Act of 2023. It's all pending, and we'll go into this. The Cooperation Act enjoys broad bipartisanship support while protecting state rights. Collective bargaining helps protect public safety. The Cooperation Act is a matter of fairness for public safety. The Cooperation Act strengthens public safety, retirements, and wages. Based on what this is, under this administration, they're trying to give collective bargaining rights to the firefighters, which is negotiation contracts. You're able to go and bargain things. So if your chief comes out and says, you know, everybody's got to wear paint tutus, if you don't have collective bargaining agreement, you're wearing pink tutus starting Monday. And with uh, collective bargaining rights, which is a union thing, you're able to negotiate it. You can, you know, negotiate a red tutu or something else. <laughs> so what um, if you have
2: what if you have bad legs?
1: Well, that's why you
0: need to get... better. Legit. Stop skipping leg day, Doug.
2: Suck it up, buttercup. <laughs> leg day, bro. I got great legs
3: get yeah, chicken
0: legs
2: so no. there's a, a lot
3: of fog hard, leg horn no
2: he
1: he makes chicken legs <laughs> yeah
2: seen better legs so, on the table
1: so my <laughs> quick little Union plug um I' try not to keep it all pro Union um collective bargaining rights is good um it probably Freddie's town you kind of see where unions were good at one time and it's also kind of hurt you know Rise and the fall in the Detroit area. Um, unions have pros, unions have cons. Um, but if you don't have a seat at the table, you can't negotiate anything. You know, your your boss is going to do it. The unions were put together for safety, fair pay, and retirement. Those are the core things. Beyond that, some of them get out of control. But this gives you collective bar- bargaining rights. And a lot of states, like Virginia, Uh, It's a right-to-work state. Sounds good, don't it? That means no unions. Nope. So. Right-to-work for less. Yeah. yeah, Without sitting at the table. So, um, collective bargaining rights are good. So, that's what that bill is. And the other ones that they got is, affects everybody. Um, They want to reauthorize the SAFER grants. Safer Grants. Have anybody heard that besides Fred? Mm -hmm. Okay. Matt, do you guys have Safer Grants?
3: Uh, I don't know if that's specifically what they call them, but...
1: They Uh, uh, provide... This bill provides more than $700 million per year to assist jurisdictions in hiring firefighters and purchasing apparatus and equipment. (laughs) The Safer Grant has also played a key role in saving firefighters jobs during... economic economic downturns and it expires on October 1st so if your city uh, I know there's a couple of cities here locally that file for this grant for trucks and for personnel so if that money expires literally uh we call it the federal government a risk could happen um they'd be like all right we have a we have money for 100 jobs see if a grant goes out now we only have money for 80 somebody's got to go yep. so and this really just helps out your local town pay people's salaries
0: you're actually equipment you're actually going to see in michigan right now if you happen to look up job postings uh we we've been Mm -hmm. using safer grants for years um and it's it's to help get uh departments back up to the personnel that they need to run adequately and unfortunately in the past there have been some cities that bring Bring employees in on Safer Grants. The Safer Grant usually lasts about three years and what they hope is that in that three years of of the grant uh, paying for the salaries and benefits and what have you that the city is then able to strategically um, re-budget and and pick up those positions after three years. Well unfortunately uh, here in Michigan there have been quite a few communities that after that three years they're like hey yeah, sorry, money ran out. You know those six guys that we hired on a Safer Grant just get laid off, um, but but we have quite a few communities that are hiring right now, and you'll see right in the description non Safer Grant positions because people have been conditioned uh, in Michigan that um, I want I want I want to get a job but I don't know if I want to take a heavy job. I don't want to take a, take a safer job because I'm just going to get laid off in 3 years and then what happens? So yeah. that has actually become a, a a way of advertising like hey, we've got open positions and they are non-safer grant positions.
2: There's uh yeah, for, um, for people to know, yeah.
1: <clears throat> so like all this stuff it affects you even people that are not firefighters. <clears throat> You know, you want to get involved in the safer grant. Make sure that your representative at the federal level is voting for this, and uh, it's usually supported. It's it's supported um, by the Republicans and the Democratic Party because everybody loves a firefighter. Everybody wants to support it's. It's usually a no brainer. They usually um, renew this, but if I'm not getting, am I state um, your representative? I'm not getting phone calls about this it's apparently not an issue for my people. Yeah. So you have to call and it takes about at the most 10 minutes to, if you have a list of stuff to go to them and tell them, Hey, I want to make sure my representative knows that I want him or her to support the safer grant. And they're like, okay, not a problem. And they do a little survey. So there's other ones and here's one that actually affects me. Um, We have a big issue uh, thank God, man. Uh, my buddy Greg Russell, he works for the International Association Association of Firefighters. He's actually a retired federal firefighter from the D.C. area. And so he knows what affects us and how business is done with politics and stuff like that. And he works for the IFF now in the Legislation Department under the federal wing. So when they write bills, they're like, uh, prime example grants. They'll give a uh, Many years ago, there was the weapons of mass destruction grants that went out from the federal government. So they took the money they gave it to all the states. So the federal government went, where's ours? We want to put a weapon mass destruction team together. You have to go to the state and get that money. We gave it all out. And we go to the state for that money. They're like, you're not a part of us. You're federal, but we're in your state. You're not getting this money. It's all because of the way they write stuff. They have to specifically put in there federal firefighters because if they leave that word federal out of it we're not a part of it there's so much legislation and benefits that i mean it's uh no offense i you mean, city guys got which is fantastic we're left out in the cold because they forgot to put one word in yes. so Greg russell with the iff has been fantastic make sure that we're getting we're getting bills passed uh we got a schedule change uh we, we're getting a lot of great things pushed through so ours is um, establishing a fair pay in hours for federal firefighters. Uh, firefighters Fair Pay Act of 2023. Basically, it's like federal firefighters at the U.S. Department of Defense work 72-hour work weeks and receive wages of just $12 per hour in some places. Ugh. And um, mm-hmm. so it's about changing our, our work hours. It's, it's a math formula to our uh paycheck. Uh, I'm not going to bore you guys with it, but um yeah, we we do have some deficiencies in our way we get paid and stuff like that. Um in our paycheck, we work 72-hour work weeks and and uh 38 hours of that two pay period, it's automatic overtime. It's not an extra hour. We work 144 hours a paid period. And 38 of it is calculated at time and a half. So many moons ago, that 38 hours is considered overtime. It didn't go into our retirement. And oh. that's part of our that's part of our normal base salary. But that's really just how you. that's how they keep us competitive with the city guys by giving that time and a half. So we got a bill passed. Well, now they'll take that 38 hours in our retirement, but only at single time. So you're still not calculating my retirement at the proper number. So now we're pushing it, trying to like, look, let's give it all 38 hours at time and a half. So we have lost money in retirement by building our retirement fund. And when we retire, we're not getting paid what we've been promised. So that's one of those big issues. Um, repealing the windfall emil- elimination provision. This is and there it is. Me. That's the one. Apparently Not, he's got it. Oh, yeah, yeah. I can see it now. That's the important one. Let's see. The WEP penalizes firefighters who are exempt from Social Security but paid into the system through a second job. When these firefighters retire, their Social Security earnings from their second jobs are reduced. The IFF supports the Social Security Fairness Act of 2023, which would eliminate the WEP and ensures retired firefighters can receive their full social security. So yeah, that that's uh that kind of screws you over. Like your job may not pay social security, you know, because like my father, he's from that generation where they didn't pay social security because uh they were it was part of the retirement package. So when he retired, he got no social security, but he's worked so other jobs and paid in other ways that he's able to get some money. Like so and this ahead,
0: and this is and this is a topic that uh th- there may be people out there that don't even realize this if you work and your job your job description your occupation is listed as firefighter when you fill out your taxes it's listed as firefighter traditionally firefighters public service officers what public <clears throat> safety officers they had pensions social security was set up as a pension for those who didn't have pensions, all right? So uh, if if you had a pension, if you worked for uh, uh, any company that basically had a pension that you didn't pay into social security, that's the way it was, uh, but your company gave you a pension, everybody was kind of, they try, it, it was a way to try and make everybody equal. So uh, back, back 10, 15, 20, 35 years ago, uh, it wasn't a big deal. Firefighters had pensions, uh, the general public, they had their Social Security. Well, they started getting rid of pensions. Uh, my my first department got rid of pensions in, the, in 2000. Everybody hired after the year 2000 didn't have a pension. So when I hired in there in 2010, I had a 401k. We didn't pay into Social Security. So I'm not saying I should get it without paying into it. But we begged, hey, can we please pay into Social Security? And that's when I found out about this uh, Windfall Elimination Act, which is you're going to get a third. It doesn't matter if you paid in when you were a firefighter or for me, I worked since I've been the eight, since, since I was 16, I got hired on my first fire department at the age of 28. I had 12 years of qualifying quarters that I paid into social security that now, because I am a firefighter, the government says, you know what? You're a firefighter. So all that money that you put in, you only get a third of it now. And my wife's social security, because my occupation is a pension, will also take a cut based on my uh, earnings throughout my career. Her Social Security will also take a cut because, strictly of the Windfall Elimination Act, I think it's of 84 or 86. So what uh, what this provision, what this this bill is looking to do is eliminate that. If you have a pension and you don't pay into Social Security, you don't get it. If you have a or, – or if you pay into Social Security, you get it. If you don't pay into Social Security,
1: you don't get it. Um, to bring that I, simpler, I, if you got $10,000 in the bank, the bank says you only take 2000 Only $2,000 is yours. That's my money. Yeah. I put it in there. It's mine. It belongs to me. Nope, you can only get $2,000 out of it. The rest is ours.
0: And I guarantee that there are people out there right now who don't have pensions who have paid into Social Security for years, whether it's their side gig – Or whether it's jobs before they became a firefighter that don't realize that, you know, when you uh, file for Social Security, when you retire and you're like, wait wait a minute, why am I getting a check for $300? I have 40 qualifying quarters. I should be getting $2,800 a month or something like that. So you you can actually go on the Social Security website. You can look. It lays it all out for you. I had 12 qualifying quarters and it's telling me that I'm going to get $340 a month for my Social Security. Right now, right. whereas if if I enter in all that information and I and I'm not a firefighter, it would have been close to eighteen hundred.
1: And we know Social Security in general is messed up, I, you know, we're not going to go down that route, but it, it's tied into so many people's retirement and these fine lines. that just goes back and forth to each side of the road. Everybody's got to pay attention to all these little bills because it will chip away. Always point of a lot of bills is to chip away at your retirement so that the employer does not have to pay you because like you're done. Not. Like Freddie said, you're off the books.
2: Yeah, every <clears throat> I worked for the state for a while before I came to work for my department. And every time they introduce a new leave plan, a new insurance plan, a new whatever, and give you the option, don't take that option. Because whenever they introduce something new, it's to benefit them and not you. Stay where you're at. And it's it's the same kind of system. It's just they're you're constantly trying to put money back in their pocket and take it out of yours because they've overreached or whatever, and uh, they've they've made a boo boo.
0: I think I I think this has been a great uh, episode so far, or, or or what have you. Strictly on the informational side of it, like like Matt, I've I know we haven't heard a lot from you this episode, and and that's okay because uh, in watching, I've seen a lot of of nodding and a lot of you know that uh, i like to call it the the inquisitive dog look where you're like huh your head turns side like you hear you hear a squirrel outside but um, i really hope that there are people out there who are listening to this who have made it this far L- listen i understand if if this is not something that you're interested in this could be a very dry topic but it's something that i know unki is passionate about mm-hmm. i'm passionate about and and realistically this is something that 100% affects you whether you want it to or not. And, hey, and if if you're not thinking about this or at least talking to people who are passionate about this in your department, I, I don't know, man. You're, you're not missing. just affects
2: you, but it affects your family and your dependents.
0: 100%. And,
2: and that's what really has to drive it home for you. It's not just you. It's your wife, your spouse, whatever the case is, whatever your marital status is, and any children you may have. That's where it really hits home.
1: Yeah. We all signed up with the risk of losing our lives. Doing this job for however it happens so we all become family men and we want to be able to leave something to them you know not yep. just disappear well there's we know, um
3: we all know in the fire service that there's guys that love to be paramedics and they have the healing hands there's guys that love to bust down doors and rip rip, rip uh roofs apart and all this good stuff but it it's a thankless job being a union thug you know and I mean, in my department, they don't get paid any extra. Um, they do a lot of work off of du- off duty, obviously, and uh, it's a very thankless job. And uh, it's a huge Absolutely. part of, I mean, obviously, we've been listening to this for 40, 45 minutes. It's very important. And so. Uh,
2: Especially when you're in a state like I'm in where, you know, we don't have a lot of leverage to begin with. So we we have we have to have a, a good working relationship with the board of supervisors in my county and fire administration and stuff. You, you can't really push your weight around, but so much because. You don't really have a ton of leverage as far as a being, being a right-to-work state.
1: So it sounds like uh, need to start getting ready to wrap it up, i got just a few more things. So Send up, it, bro. Back. Take your time. The last bill is when we talk about meth- mental health. Helping emergency responders overcome. It's called the HERO Act, which will provide federal funding for the firefighter peer support program, such as the IFS and others and educate mental health professionals on the unique needs of firefighters. So there's more money that they're requesting the federal government to pay for, to call us more money to help out with mental health. Um, so that's another great bill to look into. You can read about them, go to congress.gov, type in the word firefighter as one word and also space, and they'll come up there. Uh, if y'all don't mind guys, well, Maybe you put some resources on our website. Yeah. Just so everybody can go that way. Um, let's see. As I've always been told in my my career as a union officer, elections have consequences. Yeah. So at the state level, the city level, the, and the federal level. But as I tell everybody, find whatever issue is important to you, be it someone with firefighting or something not. And vote that way. Vote. Give the person. Vote for the person that supports your personal issues. I don't care if it's left, right, or whatever. Yep. Uh, just don't go in there blind. I hate when people just go in blind and say I'm doing all left. I'm doing all right. Elections Con- have consequences, and yeah. we put a here locally. We put a, a gentleman in one of our districts, and because he was su- supportive of firefighters, and he's going to vote for the safer grant. Everybody votes for the safer grant. And he went and told my union in our face, in our firehouse, I'm not going to touch your uh, retirement benefits. Make sure you know what, next month later, he went in there, signed off on the Congress to gut our retirement, our federal retirement. And we kept talking, trying to call him, talking to him. He's like, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. You know, I signed off on it. The Senate's going to fix it.
2: No, it works.
1: (laughs) No, 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 that's why I've elected those senators because they're going to stop what you just voted for. So you got to go. And my whole area, all the union locals, we were the only ones because we couldn't take an endorsement because he was Republican. So we don't really endorse anybody because we're military. Everybody leans to the right. And I got with all the other locals and told them, like, look, we're, we're going to vote for this guy, we're going to support him he's gutting our retirement. This is one of the key three things that unions stand for. Safety, retirement, and good wage. He's gutting one of the key things. And I, I got in a heated argument with the union in the DC level over it. And they're like, oh, he votes for the SAFER grant. Everybody does. Yeah. So he only lasted one term. So he was gone. I got all the other unions on board. Told him and said, look, he's he has attacked our retirement. He's got to go. And we did that. Uh, so elections have consequences. Um, nobody's going to look out for you more than yourself. Y'all you are not going to look out for me as, as much as I'm going to look out for myself. So you have to be aware. You can't just blindly trust your elected officials. You have to stay on top of them. Be involved. Matt, I, I we'll appreciate
2: this. I love me <laughs> some me. And uh, yeah. I'm going to
1: leave with my favorite quote uh, from our current IFF General President: "War is an extension of politics, and politics is our war."
2: That's belly button deep, right there.
1: <laughs> you, you just got, got a list of sands on the side, don't you? <laughs>
2: <laughs> I just Roma. come off the top of my head with them. That's belly button deep. Hey, so I want to what I got. I want to thank B Rabbit for making it. Guest appearance today. <laughs> oh
1: yeah, yeah. Gonna get some mom spaghetti uh, today. And go, go. Have you, you eaten that mom's spaghetti? in the music." Huh? Have you eaten that mom's spaghetti? Is that- <laughs> he said, "I'm gonna lose I myself have it. in the
0: music. I, I haven't. It. it was, it was a pop up. I don't know. Is it still going? I know it was a pop up. It, it was supposed to be a pop up for a couple of months. I don't know if it, if it's still going. Uh, no I, I find it weird to, to. Uh, go to a pop-up restaurant and eat spaghetti, but maybe that's just me. <laughs>
2: can y'all hear my dog snoring? Uh-uh. Okay. gosh I thought saw- it was just Matt farting. She is sawing it down there, buddy.
3: <laughs> Something about altitude, man.
1: <laughs> I'm real bad after after flights, man.
2: Did anybody, anybody get my squid pro-row joke?
1: Yeah.
2: Austin Powers? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Ah, yes. Squid pro-row. I say that all the time, and
1: nobody gets it. It was like Team what,
3: America, too, wasn't it? <laughs>
1: what do you uh, make, Donkey? Well, I already sent y'all the photo of it. It is hell, uh, yeah.
2: It looked good too. Butter
1: swim, butter swim biscuits. Oh man, I got I have horrible lighting in here, but look butter at that, man. Butter swim. Yeah, so but they swim in butter. This is the key. It's got just a few ingredients. <laughs> I'm trying to keep right it right the- Matt's you having
2: angina. You hit me right in the cholesterol. Ugh.
1: Oh, yeah. So it starts, as Paul Dean says, it starts with a stick of butter. Stick of butter. You start, butter. Yeah. You melt a stick of butter. You pour it in a nine-by-nine nine pan. Casserole dish. Boom. Put that to the side. Then you get your flour. Uh, it's like bacon powder. A little bit of salt. A little bit of sugar. And maybe something else. And you mix that up and you sh- pour it into that nine by nine pan so into all that butter you kind of smooth mm-hmm. it out and you just bake it for 30 minutes simple and easy mm. i love it none of this uh you gotta freeze the butter and shave the butter and slowly work it it this is just done
2: just dump and it
1: in yeah and it's everything you got at the house right now i bet you every all have the ingredients except for matt right now
3: i'm doing it this weekend
1: yeah so i'll put that up there we're a little behind our recipes but we'll put it up there so that's what I got. And these are things are delicious and big.
3: All right, rookie tip, go.
1: <laughs> all right, so
0: uh a lot of a lot of people uh look at the fire department and they see all these different color hats, uh all these different uh things on people's collars and and, and that's a promotional process and so my rookie tip uh th- that's that's officers that get promoted. So my rookie tip this week is uh, whether you're on the job for one year, whether you're on the job for 10 years, you need to make sure you got your nose in the book. You you are uh, keeping up to date with your education um, and making sure that you are consuming as much knowledge as you can uh, on the fire department because things are always changing. There's always new tactics. There's better things uh, to learn. So make sure your nose is in a book. And ideally that will end up helping you uh come promotion time if that's what your department uh, uh goes with is testing.
2: Cool.
1: Right on. All right, it's shift change. Let's get out of here, guys. I'm gonna go get some biscuits
2: to watch Adios. Finished running.